righty, my friends. How are we doing? Uh, my name is Tim, and I want to welcome you to our Thursday edition of uh, October the 15th, I believe. Yes, October the 15th, our Thursday edition of our TNT devotional, our Tuesday and Thursday devotional. I'm seeing you light up on, uh, what is this right here, Brian? This YouTube. No, that's Facebook. YouTube? YouTube, see all the folks on YouTube. I don't have Facebook fired up at the moment, but uh, welcome no matter where you happen to be joining us from. Just so you know, it's a, it's a little bit difficult for us to uh, distinguish actual participants from those who just, you know, drive by this, this feed, if that makes sense. Um, it, you know, to me, it's kind of the difference between if somebody... Uh, at one of our physical locations, um, pulls in the parking lot and walks in the building and sits down and participates in the service. It's hard for us to distinguish between online. It's hard for us to distinguish between that person who would, in essence, do that and a person who just drives by <laughs> and doesn't pull in the parking lot, you know, uh, because they show up as, I guess, as views if they stay for just a few minutes. But <clears throat> All that to say, uh, let us know that you're out there. Um, as I said on Tuesday, we're not looking for compliments. We're looking uh, to connect with the folks that are joining us. And we just, we just want to know that you're out there and that we're meeting a need and that we're helping you to grow. Even if you've never been to New Hope Church before, uh, we consider you family. You're loved by God and you're loved by us. So whoever you are. I don't even know who all you are, but whoever you are, God loves you, we love you, and uh, hope that you're having a great day. So, <clears throat> also in the in the comments, let us know if you need some prayer. We got people who love to pray. Uh, you'll find encouragement there, as I have seen so many times. People just light up with encouragement, which is awesome. All right, and one one more thing, let us know where you're watching from. Let us know where you're watching from. All these things just help us to be an encouragement to each other. So one quick reminder before we get into the devotional thought here, we're going to be in second John again today. If you want to go ahead and try to find that in your Bible, it's a little bit of a tough find because it is one, not even a full page long, at least it's not in my Bible, but uh, go ahead and start looking for that. <clears throat> um, the reminder is this, we're going to um, relaunch our Thursday evening services uh, 7 p.m., that's on October the 20, <laughs> 29th. I think it's the 29th. Hold on. My phone won't let me in. October, October the 20th. I'm correct. October the 29th, 7 p.m. Uh, it'll give another avenue for people to uh, show up and to, to be involved as we continue to social distance at this point. Although I heard on the radio in my drive-in... <clears throat> that even the New York Times is reporting that the uh, pandemic is dying down and we're gonna be done with it quicker than was expected. I don't know what that means, but praise God. <laughs> praise God for that. Can't wait for it to be over with, but we're still social distancing at our services. So um, we're trying to open up some more room because there have been occasions, I hate to admit it, where we have run out of room in our New Hope kids areas because we're social distancing the kids in those areas as well. So when you, you know, normally uh, 
uh, a room would be like this with, with kids in it, and now we're spreading them apart. And so it takes more square footage to take care of less kids. And so we've actually run out of rooms, uh, run out of room in some rooms at some campuses, in some services. So we're going to add that Thursday evening service, which was a very popular service before the pandemic hit. And just see what happens, see what the Lord does. If you can help us to make that service happen, we're still looking for volunteers since all the volunteers have not shown back up yet. So uh, if you want to help volunteer, go to our website, newhopechurch.tv, click on Get Involved. When it, uh, the drop-down uh, menu comes, click uh, Volunteer and put your name in and, and help us to keep church happening. All right? <clears throat> so on Tuesday, if you were along with us for the devotional, we jumped into the short letter of Second John, and the first major lesson that at least I got and I shared with you is, is from John himself. This is a guy who at one time was considered a son of thunder, a son of thunder, a tough, outspoken perhaps, maybe a little bit bigoted. I'll explain that on another day, but once upon a time kind of had that in his personality, um, a fisherman, a salty fisherman who turned into, because of Jesus, the apostle of love. <clears throat> so a tough young guy who turned into, he didn't lose his toughness, by the way. And that's what some people think when they, you know, if I become a Christian, I'm not gonna, I'm going to lose it. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be tough anymore. Well, he, this guy went from being a tough young guy to being a tough old guy. And I say that because he would not renounce his faith in Jesus Christ. And he ended up, all the other apostles were um, executed. He ended up being exiled to the island of Patmos where he spent the rest of his life until he was dead. So tough when he was young, tough in Jesus when he was old, yet uh, got the nickname the Apostle of Love because more than any other writer in the New Testament, John talks about love. And so we learn from this tough guy with a rowdy start to a more loving uh, adulthood. And I say that because he started off as a disciple when he was in his teens and as he grew into an adult who loved Jesus so much, um, a guy that became very loving. The, the thing that we talked about on Tuesday was that we can't let our past keep God from doing something new in our lives. Can't let our past keep God from doing something new in our lives. And as I stated to you on Tuesday, the only person that can keep you living in the past, the only person that can keep you living in the past is you, is you. So don't stay there. Come on, come on, let God do something new in your life. So, and, and, I, and I say this, Again, I feel like I need to just park here. I'll get to the new stuff in just a moment. But if that's you, like if I'm talking to somebody right now, and I don't care where you are, how far away from where we're broadcasting right now you are, if, you, if you're stuck in the past um, and you've done some things that haunt you and... Um, I just want you to know something. Jesus can forgive you. Jesus can forgive you. By, by his sacrificial death, his burial, his resurrection, um, he can forgive you. He takes all of your sins on himself and he forgives you. And you can, because of that, if you accept what he's done for you, someday 
when your, when your time on this earth is over and you stand before God, as all of us will, when he looks at you, he's not going to see your past. What he's going to see is the righteousness of Jesus who took your sins away from you and gave you his righteousness. And at that, God the Father is going to say, come on in. Come on into heaven, man. Which is awesome. That's the gospel. That's why it's called the gospel. Gospel means good news. And that's what we celebrated our church. And I just really felt the need to say that today in case there's somebody watching who you don't think you're good enough. You think that you have sinned so much that God couldn't love you. I want you to know something. None of us are good enough because all of us have sinned. All of us has fallen short of the glory of God. But Jesus makes us good enough by giving us his righteousness. So no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, I just want to say, and I hope you can tell that this is coming straight from my heart, accept what Jesus has done for you. And an added benefit to that, not only do you get heaven, but you get a family here on this earth. You become a part of the family of God. That means, you know, if you're... Uh, a, a lady, you're, you're my sister in Christ once you accept Jesus. If you're a man, you become my brother in Christ. And we get to go through this life and encourage one another. And I'm just telling you, it's awesome here, and it just gets more awesome there. So, all right. Felt like I needed to say that today for somebody. So today, what I want to share with you from Second John is this, that... Uh, we all need to stay on track in our faith. We just need to stay on track, stay on track in our faith. And this is really the reason that John even took the time to write this short, short 13 verse letter in the first place. In fact, most of the time, and I've stated this in church before, that most of the time uh, when the New Testament books were written, the reason they were written is because there was some problem in the church or to, to, to the person to whom uh, Paul and the other disciples and writers of the New Testament were writing. They were writing to correct a problem. And the, the problem that we see here in Second John that John is trying to help people through is there's the potential for them, the potential to get off course in their faith because they got some spiritual wackos who were making the rounds and confusing people. And that seems to be a common theme. It is the theme in Galatians, if you were with us. I don't know when I talked about this in our, in our devotional time, that same, same kind of issue happening in the churches of Galatia. But if you will, if you're in Second John right now, I want you to look at, um, let's see, verse 7. Remember, no chapters, so it's not chapter 1, verse 7. It's just verse 7, Second John, verse 7. Um, John says, many deceivers who... Listen to this. Who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh have gone out into the world. So stop right there for just a moment. So um, the people that he's talking about are people who are denying that Jesus made the trip from heaven. That, that God became flesh. And um, in fact, there, there's a great verse in another book that John wrote, in the Gospel of John. If, if somebody could write this in the comments so that everybody else can see where it is. John 1, 14. John 1, 14. 
That's the gospel of John. That's not first, second, or third John. That's the gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 14. In that verse, John wrote this. The word, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We've seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father full of grace and truth. So that verse, John chapter 1, verse 14, is a very clear and concise announcement of Jesus's divinity, um, that he came from heaven to this earth, that he took on physical form while he was here. And as I said in church a few weeks ago, I can't remember when I preach things now, but he, uh, Jesus willingly poured his divinity into the location of his humanity. So fully God, fully man, that's who Jesus was. And by the way, that moment when he came to this earth is what we celebrate at Christmas time, that God came down, that God dwells among us. Um, okay, back to um, back to Second John. Now, Second John, verse 7, if you are trying to follow along with me. <laughs> it says, John says, Many deceivers who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh have gone out into the world. Any such person, any such person, what kind of person? Any such person who's saying that kind of stuff, who's denying that Jesus has come in the flesh, anybody who's saying that kind of stuff is a deceiver and, listen to this, the Antichrist. Wow, that's serious. So a person who's saying that, denying that Jesus has come in the flesh is the Antichrist. Um, verse 8, watch out that you do not lose what you have worked for, but that you may be rewarded, rewarded, and if you're looking at your Bible, you know what it says next. You may be rewarded how? Fully, fully, that you get the full reward. Now, let me touch on this for just a second uh, when he talks about the Antichrist. So if a person denies that Jesus has come in the flesh, um, they're the Antichrist. And this is, uh, this is not the big guy. Antichrist that is coming, talked about in other parts of the Bible. But, but in this verse, this, this Antichrist is uh, someone who shares the mindset of the Antichrist, who is Antichrist. And just so you know, we're seeing that spirit in our world today as the world grows more and more anti to Christ and anti-Christian has been happening, you know, my, my entire lifetime. Actually, it's been happening since Jesus was here in the flesh. But it feels like it's picked up some steam in my lifetime. Um, by the way, my wife was listening to Christmas music the other day, <laughs> which means I'm listening to Christmas music. Anybody else listening to Christmas music already? It's not even the end of October. And the girls got Christmas music blaring in the house. But anyway, <clears throat> there's a song that constantly plays when you play Christmas music. And there's a, a line in it. I like all Christmas music. I like all Christmas music. Um, maybe not while it's still 95 degrees out. But I like all Christmas music. But um, there's one line in one song 
that kind of rose me the wrong way. And it's in the song, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. It was written back in the 1940s. And the particular line that bothers me, um, uh, through the years we all will be together. You know the next phrase? Through the years we all will be together if the fates allow. So hang a shining star upon the highest bough. Sorry to sing in your presence this morning, but I like the song. I actually like the song. But that line bothers me. And the reason it bothers me is because it was changed. It was changed. The original lyrics, as written by the original author, say, say this. It says, through the years we all will be together if the Lord allows. But that was axed to get God out of a Christmas song, <laughs> which... Which doesn't make sense because Christmas is about God, about God coming to earth. And again, I still like the song, but every time I hear that line in my head, as I'm humming along in my head, I'm thinking, if the Lord allows, not fates, but if the Lord allows. But <clears throat> all that to say, that's just one little example of people trying to scrub God from the public square. But truth now, even if people remove all references to God in the public arena, God still makes himself known. He still makes himself known in our lives. So even as the world, you know, kind of gets off track, here's what you and I need to do. We need to stay on track, stay on track in our faith. So how do you do that? Well, I guess, first of all, I would say, um, believe the right thing. If you want to stay on track with the truth, then believe the truth. Believe the right thing. Um, so what, is, what are we as Christians supposed to believe? Well, obviously, in the text there, it says that there are people who deny that Jesus came in the flesh, and they're deceivers. So we don't want to be like that. So the opposite of that would be, we believe that Jesus came in the flesh. And um, I got another verse for you, and many of you are familiar with this verse. This is straight out of John's writing as well over in the Gospel of John. John chapter 3, verse 16. Uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but will have everlasting life. That's the truth that we're supposed to believe that will keep us from losing our full reward. Um, we believe that <clears throat> we believe that Jesus just wasn't born one day, but that he existed for all time, that he is eternal. And that on that day when he was born, as we say in Bethlehem, that he simply made the trip from heaven to earth, but before that he existed with God the Father, but then he came down because that's what love does. Love comes down, love sacrifices, and God sent his one and only son for us. And, and you know, the world has been chipping away at that truth since Jesus left. Maybe not your friends, but uh, if you post something on social media and it gets into a, 
a larger arena in the world where there are more people that view what you have posted about the Lord. I don't know if you've ever experienced this or not. I have personally, but there are trolls out there who will ridicule, ridicule you for your faith, who will talk about you being ignorant for believing in a uh, giant fairy in the sky. And they are, I'm telling you, there's some, there's some hateful people out there who don't like the Lord, who don't, who, who don't, who don't mind tearing down people who believe in the Lord. And, and it may never happen to you because, you know, if your post stays within your own friends who have, who love the Lord or who at least tolerate you loving the Lord. But I'm just going to tell you, don't be surprised in this world that we live in. Don't be surprised if it happens because it happens constantly. So no matter what the world is saying, stay on track with the truth, the truth of God's word. And, and keep on believing. And I would say we also stay on track when we live out the truth of the gospel. So you not only believe it, but you live it out. <clears throat> so how do we live it out? How do we live out the gospel in our lives? Um, I got another verse for you. I think this is so cool, the way these verses line up. So you got John 3.16, that well-known verse, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And, and then another one of John's writings, First John, uh, chapter three, verse sixteen. So John three sixteen, and then First John chapter uh, three, verse sixteen. And in First John chapter three, verse sixteen, it says, "This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down His life for us, which is pretty John three sixteen. It's not First John three sixteen, but this is First John three sixteen. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. Um, but here's how we live it out then. And we ought to lay down our lives for others. We ought to lay down our lives for others. So that's how we live out what we believe. Jesus laid down his life for us. We believe that. How do we live that out? We lay down our lives for other people. Um, how does that play out in our own lives? Well, I can ask it this way. How does, a, how does a, a man love his wife? Well, he lays down his life for her. How does a wife love her husband? Well, she lays down her life for him. How do we love our kids? We sacrifice for them. And many of you know that. Um, how do we love our friends? We sacrifice for them. We, um, we inconvenience ourselves for their sake. So if we have a friend in need, we go the extra mile. And when somebody asks us to go a mile, we go the extra mile. We don't, we don't have this feeling, uh, I don't have to do this, you know, because I, I got my own thing going. We just lay down our life. And when you do that, then what you're doing is you're seeing 1 John 3.16 become a reality. So you're believing in what Jesus did, John 3.16, and you're living out what Jesus wants us to do, 1 John 3.16. When we when we love like Jesus and we want to live like Jesus, then we'll give up something to make, to make life better for somebody else. That's love. John 3.16, God loved us. First John 3.16, we love him, and this is how we know that we love him. We lay down our lives for each other. Do that, John says. Live like that. Love like that. 
and your faith will stay on track. And uh, today, I just want you to know something. Love you, and I want you to receive the full reward that God has for you. In order to receive the full reward, according to what we read in, in 2 John today, your faith has to stay on track. So stay on track in your faith. Believe in him, and then, and then live it out. Live it out, no matter what. And I don't even know what that means for you today, but just think about it. Sacrifice for somebody else today. Um, I, don't, I can't even give an example, but when God opens the door for you to do something today that's outside of yourself, that doesn't benefit you but will help somebody else that you run into today or that you're around, how about this? Do it. Do it. And then watch your faith be strengthened. Let me pray for you guys. Heavenly Father, I thank you for our time together. Um, I pray that uh, these words from your word have been beneficial for somebody today. Um, Lord, on my heart today, I'm praying for somebody that's outside of your family, that's outside of the faith, that they could come to know you, that they would just take that step and invite you to be their Lord and Savior. And the good things would happen because of it, Lord. I pray that you would uh, continue to watch over us as we uh, hold on to you and hold on to our faith in you and as we live it out for your kingdom's sake. I pray all this in your son's name and all the people said, amen. By the way, I don't, I don't know if you can hear that. Can you hear that? Yeah. They are working here at the 288 campus just above the I campus because when we took this room, we stole it. We stole this room from the New Hope kids. So they didn't have enough room before the pandemic. And then we stole a room for them, from them. And so what we're doing now is a lot of our uh, staff members have been working remotely. And so we're coming to some sort of arrangement where staff members can continue to work remotely. And we're stealing back some office area right above us. It's getting louder now. Uh, they must think I'm done, but uh, they're stealing it back. And we're going to allow the New Hope kids to take over that area again so that we'll have plenty of room. And yes, it's, it's costing some money, but hey, thank you for continuing to give to make these things possible. So be with us on Sunday, part four of uh, Living by the Spirit. I'm going to be preaching. I'm not even going to tell you what I'm preaching about. Still working on it, by the way, and going to finish today, but looking forward to, to speaking to you from that passage on Sunday. Love you guys so much. Uh, been, been a pleasure to talk to you today. God bless you. See you next time.